So uh, I started asking God, uh, what do you want me to preach? What do you want me to talk to the church? Um, I know today is the Independence Day, so um, when I was looking some information, uh, I found three important words. But I want to just concentrate more on the dependency. Dependency of anything. Can you lower the gain a little bit, Justin? Sorry. Thank you. And then when I um, hear and read also about dependency, it got my attention to many things. Like dependency, it can be positive, it can be negative. You can be dependent on alcohol, drugs, or anything like that and create addiction. You can be dependent uh, or, or have dependency of God or any other good things um, in your life. The only problem with the dependency is that we, we, we are created to depend on something. First of all, it was God. But then we deviate from that, and then we start depending on other stuff. It can be a friend. It can be a woman. Uh, for in the case of the woman, to a man. Uh, we depend um, also in maybe the money in other resources, many other things, that it might be not the purpose of God in our life. Dependency, it means that we need something, that we need that to survive. Again, the creation of God, the purpose, it was to depend on Him. That's why He created Eve and Adam, and then when He created them, He created them with the purpose to depend on God. But then, who gets us over there? The enemy. The enemy of our souls. The enemy that won that separation from God. And the first word that I want to concentrate right now here, because when I look the independence meaning of everything, it tells me, number one, that you need to be united. So to create independency from that dependency of anything, you need to be united, number one. United to what? To the other thing that is going to be remove you from that dependency. You follow me? Amen? Okay. So, let's just do an example. So, you are depending, for example, drugs. Let's just say it. Um, you are dependent on drugs, but then in order to be removed from the drugs, you have to get united to something out of the drugs. You have to be united to God, for example. Okay? Not example, truly. You need to depend, you need to get united to God. So in this case, united with Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ took everything, all the sins, everything in the cross, all your um, trials, all the tribulations, all the sickness, everything. He took it over there in the cross. So when you get united with Christ in your life, then you start getting independent. The verse on Romans 6, 5, it says, For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. United, in the original word, it means grow together. It means like close link. So we need to grow together with Jesus Christ. We need to grow together with him in order to get that unity with God. If we start doing that, we can start getting out of that dependency. 
Number two, freedom. When you get united, you will get the freedom. Romans 6.22, it says, But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. Let's just say uh, when they say set free, which it means exempt from liability. That means I get united with Jesus Christ, I'm going to be free of that dependency. The dependency of, again, anything in our life. I know there's so many people here, everyone have own dependency. I have my own dependency. We're still working on it anyway. We are Christians. Something simple. Uh, I have friends where I have relatives or family uh, that, for example, they are dependent to Diet Coke, <laughs> to coffee, for example. They need it. They need it in their life. If they don't get it, they get sick. Right? Who, who are we, me? They get sick. They literally get headache. They feel bad. Oh, my goodness. I need my coffee. I need my diet coke. Because you create dependency of that. Now you need it to survive. And there's, a, there's no, um, sorry, there's no, like, difference between the drug addicts and the people that they get a dependency of Diet Cokes or, or coffee, right? There's no, there's no difference. It's the same thing. The only thing, yeah, a drugs is more strong, and they get more dependency than uh, maybe a Diet Coke or maybe a coffee, but it's the same thing. You need it. When you don't have it, they get sick. When you don't have your Diet Coke, you will get sick. So that's a, that's a situation, and I want to give that example to everyone that it's not just specifically that um, in your body is most likely also like spiritual stuff that we are creating dependency and we are attached to that and we need to get out of that dependency that is not concentrated in the purpose of God. That dependency is being created because the enemy wants us to be separated from God. That dependency is to feed my flesh. Okay? And that's what God wants us to be concentrated. Depend on me, God says, and I will give you the blessings that you will need because you will be aligned in my purpose. That's why when the Bible says in Romans 6 22, it says from sin, right? But then it says, and have become slaves of God. Now you create that dependency of God. I know the word slave, it sounds a little bit rough or tough, but in other words, that word means dependency. You need God to live. You need God to be according to his purpose. If you don't have God, then what are you going to do? I'm going now vice versa. You're going to get united with the enemy, with the desires of your flesh. You're going to create freedom from God, and now you're going to be independent. Now you can do whatever you want, the free will. And then you will do what the enemy wants you to do because you are feeding your flesh. You're feeding the, the soul of your emotions and all everything that you need according to uh, the enemy purpose. But now we have to make sure that when we get to that point, we have to do it vice versa again. We have to get united with Jesus Christ Get the freedom, independence, and then depend 
on God. Can you follow me? Sorry. It's a little bit. Okay, independence. What does that mean? Uh, it means that you have uh, controls of affairs apart from outside influences. And I'm talking about spiritual. I'm talking about the enemy. And I want to show you or, or tell you three reasons why the enemy doesn't want you to pray. Because the pray is the only way to keep communication with God and relationship with God. Daily, yeah, we read the scripture, uh, we memorize it. Uh, the important thing, which I'm going to touch it uh, at the end, is applying the word in your life, being a doers. But right now, the enemy don't want you to pray because the praying is the daily communication and constant relationship with God. Number one, he wants you to be separate from God. Second Corinthians 11.3, it says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent, cunning, uh, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. The words from that verse, verse that I really get caught up is, is when it says, your minds may somehow be led astray. So he wants you to be confused. He wants you to be separate from God. How? Messing up with your mind. Right now, the spiritual or the spirit that you have in you is the only one that is going to be always concentrate on the purpose of God, always trying to be in that dependency of God. Your soul, which is the one that we're trying to save here, is the one that is going to be connected more to the emotions, to the flesh, and the enemy wants you to lost. So that's why we are fighting daily against the enemy to be in constant dependency of God. Number two, the, third, the, uh, the second reason the enemy doesn't want you to pray is that he wants you to go wrong. Philippians 4, 6, 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Praying. Con constant praying, constant communication with God will not give you that path that you don't want to be. Constant communication with God will give you the purpose and that dependency of Him. Number three, the third reason the enemy doesn't want you to pray is that he wants you to be weak. Psalm 138 or 138, uh, verse 3, it says, When I call, you answer me. You greatly embolden me. We have these three reasons. He wants you to be separated from God. He wants you to go wrong, and he wants you to be weak. That's what he wants in your life. And that's how he will get the dependency on him, which is the enemy. Now, how we can go up, uh, against that? How we can be dependent on God instead of the enemy? We have to understand that we, need, that we are doers. Do we need to apply the word of God in our life. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Number one, to will, 
Number two, to act. Number one, to will. It means determination. It means election. You have in your daily life. The enemy will present you in a table all the stuff that he wants to offer you. And then in the other table, God is presenting to you what he can offer to you. You have to determine which one you're going to follow. You have to determine and elect which one you want to pick, which, one you, which path you want to go. Depending on that, then you will be applying the word of God. You will be a doer. And when you are a doer, then you will start changing the dependency to God. The second one, to act, which it means active. It means efficiency. This is bring me my work environment. Our managers, our bosses, they always say, you know, we have to be efficient. Well, how, is the, how we can make this more efficient? Everything is like about efficiency, right? So when we are in the, uh, at the work environment, we always try to find out how to make the stuff more efficient about time, about money, about uh, time uh, of the people, resources, how we can make everything happen so that way we don't waste time, money, or resources. So it's the same thing, the same concept that God is telling you here. Don't waste your time. You have been created with a purpose. You have a potential inside of you that he gave you from the beginning. I always say that it's, it, it will be really sad I don't know if I can use the word shame, maybe, that you have a potential inside of you and you will die with that potential in you without using it. I think that, I believe that will be worse than really just die or pass away, right? I think that's the worst thing. Everyone here have a potential. Everyone here have some passions, some ideas, some good things that God provides in you to use it to fulfill his purpose. We might be still trying to figure it out. Continue. You will find it. Use it for God's will. You have it. Again, Jesus Christ, when he died, he fulfilled the purpose. So he feel that that potential that he have, or God deposited on him, he gave it. He gave it to everyone. He did it. That's why when he was in the cross, he said, I'm finished, or it's finished. He finished everything. Now the question that we want to ask you, or that we're supposed to ask is, are we really are doing our purpose? Are we really doing what God's called me? Are we really have the potential right now figured it out, and we are going to do it and apply for God's will, are we really, when we get to the last time and last minute, are we going to say, I'm finished? That's the question that I think we should be asked. That's why when we depend on God, we fulfill his purpose. We do his will, and it is not we do the things. It's going to be him. Why? Because when we become a doers of his word, it's him doing it, not us. I think you guys already heard me saying this before. It sounds a little bit eh, weird. You guys, yeah, yeah. 
when you are praying, saying God's his word, he's hearing himself, not me. You follow me, right? Because I'm saying, uh, when I'm praying and I'm sitting, uh, can I say sitting, state or state, right? Can, when I'm praying and I'm stating his word, he's hearing himself because he wrote his word, not me. Right? It's not me with my own desires or my own things. I'm praying according to his word. So he's hearing himself. So he's not my, meant to lie. So he has to accomplish his word because he's the one who wrote it, not me. Good? The same concept. When I'm a doer of his word, it's him doing it, not me. Because he wrote the word. And I'm just walking through that word. Like uh, James, um, it says that we need to be a doers, not just a hearers, and just forgetting what the word is trying to do in my life to be dependent on God. And when I'm, the, I'm a doer, he's the one doing it, not me. Amen? Amen. Again, the potential that we have, we need to use it. We need to understand that, that we need to provide that to the people, that we need to provide that to everyone. We need to provide that potential that we have to, be, uh, to accomplish God's will in our life. And that's why God's want today to, uh, to make us to understand that we need to depend on him. Because if we depend on him, then that potential, it will be used. And that potential will fulfill his will. Um, the word of God, um, you guys already know that is not over there. On John 3.16, right? You guys know that one, right? It's really interesting. Um, God told me, John 3.16... For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Pay attention to the first line. For God so loved the world. The world. His creation, right? When you uh, study that and, and just trying to understand why, what God's trying to say it over there. Why he said the world. Why he meant when he said just the world. Because his creation is this world. We are in his world. And he wants to use us with our potential to bless the world that he created. Okay? So what does this mean? When you go to the, to the Eden and you see God told Adam, what are you going to do? You're going to cultivate the land. I'm just trying to paraphrase. You, you're going to work in the land. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to name the animals. Because God wants to use us. That's the potential that we have to use for his world. That's why God sent Jesus Christ 
to save his world through us. When you really accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now Jesus Christ is in us. We are applying his word. Now we are doers because God is going to be the doer through us. Say yes, say yes. (laughs) Uh, Man. So God is good all the time. (laughs) Again, one more time. The cemetery, I believe, is the richest place in the world. Because over there, there's so many people that die with the ideas, potential, without using it. They have millions of plans over there, books that nobody uh, wrote or, or write, because the people don't understand that God gave that potential to use it. You need to use it. You need to, you need to explode it. You need to, I don't know, <laughs> reach it to the people. You need to give it to the people you, to bless the world, to bless what God is trying to save here which is the word through us. And then one more time, again, sorry, if, I, if I've been redundant or repetitive. Um, why you say no? Don't say it. <laughs> Gina is like, don't say it. Um, I know, I know we, we accept Jesus Christ. We want to live with him. I always say this, yes, we want to live with him. Hallelujah. But sometimes we, we show like that hurriness. I want to leave. I want to leave with, with Jesus Christ. I want to leave with God. I want to leave. I want to leave. Why? Heaven is okay. Heaven is good. But he needs you over here. I don't, I don't think God needs me over there. He needs me over here to save the world. To save the people. When the times come, yeah, woo, let's go with him. But in the meantime, let's do the best that we can to understand the potential that we have and just explode it and use it for his will. Amen? Whew. That's what I want to just share with you guys today about independence, but be dependent of God. How? Being a doer. That's it. Thank you. Um, let's just pray, uh, and then uh, I'm going to uh, start doing also the communion, so let's be ready, please. Um, God, thank you for this opportunity once again. Thank you for this time. I appreciate um, this congregation. I appreciate your word, this blessing. Thank you for this uh, short devotional that you um, led me to do. Thank you for this uh, blessing. Thank you for Jesus Christ, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for showing us and understanding the dependency that we need to have with you. That dependency will give us the vision of your will. And we will fulfill your will. Please give us also the understanding of our potential so we can use it for your glory. So we can use it. You can use it for blessing the world that you want to save. God, thank you. I really appreciate everything. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Okay. First Corinthians 11. 
11, 23 20, uh, through 26. It's talking about the Last Supper. Um, it's a special moment that Jesus Christ wants us to mainly, if you see over there in the Word, he says that he wants us to remember. Um, I know we normally do this uh, every first Sunday of the month or of every month. But this is something that we need to remember, I think, daily, what he did for us. I don't know if you guys see a lot of pictures of Jesus Christ in the cross. Blood. And I, I, I like to, I always say this. I don't, is the, is, the, is the pros and cons. Yeah, you can see Christ over there like that, and you can say, okay, uh, he did that for me. Amen. Hallelujah. But he's not really there. So I prefer, oh my goodness, I'm getting emotional here. So I prefer to not see Jesus Christ in the cross because he's not there. He's alive. He's over there. Amen. And I, like, and I like to see Jesus Christ like a powerful man. Like he, he really is. And the cross, sometimes you just see a weak man over there, blood, suffer. Yeah, through that, he saved us. But he's really a powerful man. He's not there. He's, on, he's, on the, he's in heaven in, uh, with God. And he, he wants us to make sure that we remember those things every day. And right now, today, we are going to, based on the communion, we like to remember what happened in that cross, which is the bread, and we have the wine, or the juice in this case. And he says the verse on 23, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Thank you. Do this in remembrance of me. That's the purpose of this. Just to remember. Remember, remembrance. Because he wants to make sure that with our all daily weariness, life, and anxiousness, we don't forget that. So this is his body, which is for you. Let's do it. Let's eat. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you. In the same way, after, after supper, he took the cup, saying... This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this 
whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Drink. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blessing. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord death until he comes. He died for us. He lived for us. Let's live the same life that he lived or he loved. Yeah. Thank you, God, for this blessing. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this communion. I really appreciate all this word, all this learning. Thank you for this remembrance. Thank you for all what you're doing in our life. Continue blessing us the way that you are doing it. Thank you for the time that you are giving us over here in this planet that we are believing that you really will continue using us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.